Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. As we bring you season 13 of Album for the Day, we come to you after one year of episodes. We did not have an episode on June the 30th of last year, but mm-hmm. every other day we did. So, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I think that we've, we've definitely got a hold of something and knowledge is power and, uh, I have filled my cup this year. (laughs) So we're bringing you, uh, a second edition of, uh, what we consider our choice cuts, greatest hits, uh, our favorite episodes after one year, after the entire year, going back and looking at everything that we've done was really kind of cool um, learning about a lot of different genres of music, people I wouldn't normally listen to, um, albums I wouldn't normally listen to, you know, and it, it, it was just, it was really cool to go through that list. It was and, an easy way to step outside the box a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. And uh, I I really enjoyed uh, every, every episode, man. Yeah. Won't say I enjoyed every album. I, I think we established not. that. <laughs> I definitely did not. But these are, again, not necessarily what we would consider the greatest albums that we covered in a year, but our favorite episodes. So enjoy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And June the 18th, we revisit what turned out to be quite the magical moment. Mm. Gosh, we talked about, uh, this was from April the 4th, mm-hmm. and um, I'm sorry, that's not right. It's from November the 1st. It was the first one in our uh, oh, yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. And she was being inducted like that day. Or the, I think it was the day before. before. Yeah. I think yeah, it was the day yeah, before. Yeah. She was the freshest one in the whole month. Mm. And uh, I think we got into uh, Mark Knopfler mm-hmm. talking about the second worst guitar solo of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and finding out Dire Straits was the backup band for Private Dancer is like what? Most How did that work out? Unbelievably crazy thing, but very cool. Very very cool. They turned out a great musical album. I you know and if you take away a couple of the uh, questionable cover choices. Um, but she's Tina Turner. You got It's like if you got it, flaunt it, kind of thing. It's almost better if you look at them as Tina Turner songs oh, instead yeah. of covering oh. someone else's. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, otherwise, you know, where would Tina Turner be if she'd have said, "Hit me again, Ike," <laughs> and this time put some stank on it? <laughs> Album for the day, November first. As we break into a new category of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees breakthrough album. Today we go with a brand new inductee from two days ago with Tina Turner and Private Dancer. And this was recorded in 1983 and 1984 in London. Released May 29th of 1984 on Capitol. And 
and it has sold 10 million copies worldwide, platinum or better in nine countries. It's Tina Turner's fifth album as a solo artist. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail. There were four different production teams. Um, it peaked at number three for 10 consecutive weeks. So whatever the heck was up there was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a mixture of ballads and up-tempo songs, a little pop and rock and a little smooth jazz and R&B. Um, Capital A&R guy John Carter signed Tina Turner in 1983 major opposition from the label but he managed this album for capital and i've got to say that he had a vision that she was more than she was doing at the time and i think we'll revisit that later on in the month with uh you know more people that got underestimated and now they're sitting in the hall of fame (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, Tina Turner was known as uh, this R and B amazing voice, amazingly talented, amazingly beautiful woman. Um, she was known to be with Ike Turner. Um, Ike, um, for all of his faults, um, was a great musician, and he understood talent. Um, and he knew how to get the best out of people, even though at times he was the worst to people, especially uh, the beautiful, wonderful, and his talented intentions Tina were Turner. good. His methods were questionable. Horrible. They're very poor. Um, I feel like um, I feel like Private Dancer um, was a kind of a weird statement from Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it um, is, I mean, it's the clear song. It's the Well, it song. won three Grammys. Yeah. Record of the year, song of the year, best female pop vocal performance. Um, it was co-written by Terry Britton, who wrote songs for Michael Jackson, Lenny Kravitz, and Graham Lyle. And they also co-wrote We Don't Need Another Hero, the Thunderdome, Tina Turner song from Mad Max 2. Yeah. Um, but it also has a lot of like weird covers. Like that's the, That was the part to me about this album that was like, all right, the covers are a little weird. So there's covers of Help, Let's Stay Together, and Peebles, I Can't Stand the Rain, and 1984 from David Bowie's Diamond Dogs album. And that was from 1973, which makes that one particularly interesting because he sang a song about 1984 in 1973, kind of of Orwellian and whatever in the whole subject matter, and she covers it in 1984. And also, the writer of Private Dancer was none other than Mr. Mark Knopfler. Like, Dire Straits, coming through... In the clutch. Yeah, for for Tina Turner. Like, think about... So, Mark Knopfler actually originally wrote it, 
and he actually recorded a demo with the band. Yeah. But he said it needed a female vocal. And Tina Turner had to re-record the backing track because of contractual obligations with the original Dire Straits uh, stuff that they recorded. So she actually got pretty much Dire Straits to come to the studio. That's so cool. And record it. And how cool is it for Dire Straits to be like, hey, so uh, we're going to have Tina Turner come in and uh, just uh, crack one of our tracks real quick. Except that Mark Knopfler couldn't participate. And um, actually because of that, Jeff Beck plays what Mark Knopfler classified as, quote, the second worst guitar solo ever, (laughs) unquote. Now, what would be the first one? He didn't say. Yeah. And the, the article that I actually read that in points that out. And I was like, well, good, because I was wondering. And they point out the fact that, well, if he didn't say what it is, it could literally be anything. But pointing out the fact that only one is worse yeah. really puts Jeff back on the block there. I, I'm voting and, free bird. Hey, I'm just going <laughs> to say, I'm just going to say, it is, I'm not going to rank it on a negative scale. Yeah. What I will say is it doesn't make me like the song more. Yeah. And after these messages, we'll be right back. Well, they've re-released this album uh, more than one occasion. And the 2015 30th anniversary edition includes another cover actually there's more than one cover but it includes a cover of ball of confusion which is probably one of my favorite songs of all time and i'm just gonna stick it out there i think it's an improvement on the uh the cover batch that made the regular album (laughs) Um, not a fan huh (laughs) I didn't say that what I said was it was an improvement I didn't say it went from a 3 to an 8 it might have gone from a 7 to an 8 probably more like a 3 to an 8 though. so Thunderdome (laughs) is on there too and Thunderdome is such a great tune Uh, let's pretend we're married every young man's favorite song Um, yeah right Uh, that's actually live with Prince so that kind of is the silver lining on mm. that anything with prince let's um, just call that not is that that's not a silver lining it's a purple lining. that's a purple lining. <laughs> that's right girl. you know it is you know it is that's purple awesome. lining that's awesome um it's also got a live track with david bowie of tonight and there's several other unreleased and remixed tracks including the duet with brian adams it's only love which is really a great song i i might go so far as to say that song is in my top 20 duets of all time really it's only love brian adams tina turner you're not familiar with that song well i mean i listened to it for this but but dude i mean it's dirty hot fire but you're going top did you say top 10 or top 20 20 Okay, I'll give you that. 
I'll give you that. I didn't stick it above islands in the stream, man. I mean, Take hey, it easy. Hey, hey, hey. Take hey, it hey, easy. Hey, hey. I had to make sure. I had to make sure. Top twenty. Yeah, we can we can stick it in that group. I mean, it's it's a Canadian it with Tina Turner. Yeah, who is one of the most talented singers. It's and two inter- people she, I wouldn't put together. Oh, exactly. And that's it's the two best, people. That's it, the best part about collaborations. Exactly. That's the best part of it. Exactly. And going back to an earlier you could episode, see Dolly Parton Santana. and Kenny Rogers. Yeah, you could see that occurring. Santana and Rob Thomas. Can't see it. Didn't see that happening. Tina Turner and Brian Adams, I would never put together. I wouldn't put them in the same room together, ever. It's like Sting and Puff Daddy. And and that happened, too. (laughs) It's like lamb and tuna fish. (laughs) Bless all their hearts. (laughs) Yeah. Tina Tina Turner, she is one of the all-time great entertainers. I would put her up there with like 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 the 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 female James Brown of like entertainer, dancers, singers, like someone who gave her all on stage every single time. Don't look at her as a songwriter. That's not what her goal for no. her career was. Yeah. Look at all the covers that she did, and when you look at somebody that does a volume of covers like Tina Turner did, it's Mm -hmm. because, hey, I'm not saying I'm doing it better, but I'm doing it me. Yeah. And and, And that makes it me. And she owns it. Exactly. And that's the beautiful thing. That's the beautiful thing. And and it's also, you know, it's just, it's Tina Turner being Tina Turner. But uh, anyways, uh, today's uh, album for the day today, November 1, is Private Dancer by Tina Turner. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Twitter at album, the number four of the day. Uh, Give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to us, and uh, feel free to give us an email at albumfortheday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. And where would Tina Turner be if she'd have said, hit me again, Ike, and this time put some steak on it? After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woo-hoo!